Have you ever gone to a store and you wanted to get some nerd decor to decorate your home, but you couldn't find it? Maybe a Dragon Ball Z photo on the wall or a My Hair Academia pot to put your flowers in. Well, I have some good news. This is Benjamin Banks from the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast, and I love to tell you about Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T. Tiny T, she specializes in creating nerd decor, paintings, floor arrangements, and seasonal nerd decor for the holiday season. You can check out all of her products on the links that we provide at the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks page. And if you use the code Leveling Up, you will get 10% off. So go ahead and head over to her website and use that 10% off code and decorate your home with any type of nerd decor that you would love to put in there. You can find her on Etsy.com slash shop slash nerdy crafts by Tiny T. And again, like I said, make sure that you use that code leveling up so that way you can get 10% off of your items. Go ahead and start decorating that home. Peace. Hey, what's good, everybody? It's me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts, Trav the Trash Man Martin and Rebellious D. How you fellas doing today? It's a vibe, baby. Ready to rock. Hey, and I'm ready to trash. Let's do it. Mm, oh, like trash in this episode. And we got though. the modern, mm. we got the modern day rock and the modern day Stone Cold Steve mm-hmm. Austin. Cause it's, oh, it's like, trash, I know you guys, yeah. y'all are just <laughs> listening, but if you can see D on camera, it's like he's doing the rock thing where the rock has the microphone up, and he's just like, finally, the rock has come mm-hmm. back to leveling up with Benjamin. Classic. Uh huh. So guys. Thank you so much for being here with me as always on the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast. I know, Trav, you missed that one time, but uh, hey, you got some time to make up and everybody deserves an off day. So, you know, it's good seeing your face again. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Hey, when me and D, when we we held the fort down, man, I don't know where you. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were in uh, space. Oh, you talking about like three months ago. Yeah, I don't know if it was three months ago. Uh, long, I mean, hey, long. I don't know. I don't know uh, how long it was ago. But Trav, I know that right you now. you were in space doing your thing. You had the universal title, and you was trying to save everybody That's from right. what, uh, whatever was going on. Oh, I thought I thought it was like that weird uh, Yankovic. Uh, uh, the saga begins. Nah, mm-hmm. Roman yeah. Reigns gave Trav the universal title, and he, he didn't said, give it to hey, me. I took it. Woo. He said, "I can't." He said, "Hey, I can't. I can't protect the universe. I need to give this title to somebody who can protect the universe." And he I gave said, "I'm the head of the table." Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. You had the bloodline with you. That's right. You had you had Davy Boy and Brett with you. Y'all got oh, the band Lord. together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't but, uh, forget, I had my boys on the train with me too. Oh, you want to take him out? You got to take us all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever hey, it takes. For sure. But uh, yeah. But anyway, we have a very special guest joining us on the podcast today. This is an OG, OG, somebody who has been in the voice acting game for a long time, and he is still killing it today. That is Mr. John Swayze. He's also a children's author as well, mm-hmm. along with an actor. This man has done so much, and uh, it's cool that we got him up here. You know your boy Benjamin Banks. Usually we slide in the DMs, but when John was here in Virginia, hey, he walked in the superstar anime. Our a try what Birdman said. I rolled up on. Hey, he rolled up on him. I yes, rolled sir. up on him. I he gave said, him I'm the level up a bit. 
I gave him the leveling up with Benjamin Banks business card and I was just like, hey, this is the leveling up initiative. What, what were we saying at the con, D? Uh, don't call, call us. us. Yep. We'll, we'll call, call you. Hey, I'll get well, in touch well, with you. Why would you I give them the business like card and tell them not to call you? That's right. Hey, that's just, hey it sounds like something that Nick Fury would do. Yep. Yeah, well. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and give John a call. But before we do that, Here's a word from our sponsors. Golden Eat Tattoo. You can find them at 3109 Airline Boulevard, Portsmouth, Virginia, for all your nerd-related tattoos. Leading the area, that is Miss Denise and her team. If you call over there and you mention leveling up banks, you get 10% off your tattoo. That number is going to be 757-465-1010. Call them today. So again, uh, John, like I said, thank you so much for joining us up here. I don't know if Trav and D know this, but uh, I met John at the Superstar Anime Convention in Virginia Beach. And, mm-hmm. you know, usually something that we always do up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, and we joke about this all the time, is we always slide in people's DMs. And they either say yes, no, or they don't say anything to us at all. But when I saw that John was going to be here in Virginia, you I was just like, them. you know what? It's time to handle business. And mm-hmm. I went up there. And John, he was such a nice guy. You know, I took a picture with him and I asked him, hey, do you want to come on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks? And he was just like, hell yeah, like your boy Stone Cold. So, John, thank you so much again for joining (laughs) us. And, uh, you know, one thing that we do up here on the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast is we ask all of our guests, what is your origin story? Every hero or villain has one. So tell everybody who John Swayze is. Well, I was conceived by Alan and Patsy Swayze in 1964. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like it. The ultimate origin. Yes. Um, but as far as like, uh, are you talking about as me as a voice actor or um, all for one in particular or? All for one. Well, well not, I mean, yeah, we're going to get to the all for one stuff later on, but. Uh, oh, not, not literally. Oh, <laughs> not literally. Like, no, I was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I was, uh, I was an actor or oh, I am an actor, I guess not was, <laughs> but I was, uh, I was acting, um, here in Houston, um, in 1995, 96. And I was doing commercials and doing film and doing television in Houston. And, uh, I, 1997, um, somebody said, you ought to do this thing called anime. And I was like, <laughs> what's anime? <laughs> and they're like, well, it's Japanese animation. I'm like, well, dude, I don't speak Japanese. So that's out. You know? <laughs> and, uh, they said, no idiot. We dub it into English. And I was like, oh, okay, well I can do that. <laughs> so I started working with this company in Houston called ADV films. Mm, I remember ADV. Mm-hmm. And they're now called Sentai Filmworks. Right. But they became very quickly the number one producer of anime in North America, mm-hmm. of dubbed and subbed anime. Right. You know. And then Funimation started up in Dallas, and I started working for them. And uh, 25 years later, man, here we are. Here and we it's, are. You know, I, I was just at a meeting with a guy. And uh, his son is a film student at NYU. And he was going, oh, dude, my son totally knows who you are. I was like, what? He goes, oh, yeah. I mean, so to see how anime has gone from this just super, super niche Mm -hmm. 
world mm-hmm. to what it is today yeah. is is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, get down on my knees every day and thank the good Lord that this is what it is. So uh, today I work now at mm-hmm. Sentai Filmworks as a director and a voice actor. I still do work, a lot of work for uh, Funimation, of course. <clears throat> but anime consumes my entire world yeah. of acting. And it, it didn't used to do that. It was, mm. oh, it was a side hustle. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was something I did. If it brought in, if it brought in two or 300 bucks a week, I was like amazed. Yeah. And now it's like, it not only brings in more than that, it with conventions and stuff, it's just yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is, this is unbelievable. You know, it's, it's, it's a very humbling, um, uh, thing but i'm very very grateful for it and i love it now uh to piggyback off of what you had just mentioned about conventions you started your own convention in uh texas called anime dallas con and like how you had said when it comes to conventions there's a lot of money in it uh the fandom is there and you know when we were coming up uh you know like there really wasn't a lot of conventions around you know what i'm saying it's like uh, the only conventions that we really knew of were San Diego Comic-Con. Like when I was a kid, that was the only one that I knew of. And my mom, she wasn't sending me all the way to San Diego mm-hmm. to go to a con. And uh, even here in Virginia, like Superstar Anime Convention, like that one has only been around since 2019. But, you know, here in the area, like there really weren't a lot of conventions. We had NecoCon. Uh, that one's been here for a while, but, mm-hmm. you know, coming up, like there wasn't a lot of conventions and, you know, luckily now there are so many conventions here in our area. Like there's so many conventions, like all over the world that people can go to and just have a fun and good time and just geek out. Um, but yeah, like what was uh, the process of, you know, creating your own convention? So first of all, you see what my shirt says? Mm-hmm. You, this can is you dead, I believe, right? Dead. Yes. This is the shirt that the Grateful Dead used in mm. uh, their trip to Egypt. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge deadhead. Hey. And one of the things that I love about the Grateful Dead is that when you go to a Grateful Dead show, everybody is there for one reason to have a good time, to love each other, respect each other support each other, lift each other up, and just enjoy the music, enjoy the band. Mm-hmm. I think anime conventions are very similar to that. Everyone is there for the same reason, to go have a good time, lift each other up, support each other, and enjoy this thing called anime. Mm-hmm. When I started doing this in 1980, no, excuse me, 97, Mm-hmm. There might be one or two conventions a month somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now there's six, pardon me, now there's six and seven a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Filled, filled, not with 50 kids, 5,000 kids. Yep. You know, 20,000 sure. kids. So um, I really enjoy going to conventions. Uh, in fact, this year, because once the pandemic sort of lightened up a little bit to date in the last 15 weeks, I've done 13 conventions. Crazy. And it's, 
I mean, it's exhausting, but I love it. Right. And to see these people, and I, I don't, I say kids, I mean, shoot, I'm getting people coming up to me going, you know, I grew up watching you as Lord Death and Soul Leader. Mm-hmm. Now my kid watch. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome, man. Crazy, man. crazy. But a few years ago, I decided, I, I met with somebody and I said, hey, we had to do our own convention. And so I put on Anime Dallas and we've done it for three years. Uh, we also, this past year or this past August this year, did Anime Houston. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we were expecting about 13, 1400 people. We had 4,500. Wow. Hey, congrats on that. And, and, well, and was, but you know, those even aren't, those aren't even the big shows, you know, right. I just did a show in Denver, 20 NDK. Great show. Mm-hmm. Great show. 20 something thousand people. And to see that this community is growing, expanding. It just warms my heart, man. I love it. My son's into it, you know. Um, I, I think that one of the reasons that um, we're experiencing this is because there's a lot of crossover. So, like, if if you go to an anime convention, you're going to see cosplay of Darth Vader, Stormtroopers, wow. mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man, Captain America, etc., and so I think there's just all this crossover that's making it like, you know, and this really cool thing, you know, and it is, you know, obviously some of it is really for certain people, right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? But overall, it's like, no, this is a really cool genre and uh, it's crazy. It's to see what it's become is unbelievable. But I'm, but I, I love the fact that I put these shows on and I'm very proud of them. Uh, we do, I think we do a very great job and uh, I've got a great team that uh, I use. And, uh, you know, we're one of the things that I really, really, really dig about anime conventions in particular is that in this community, we have a very diverse group of folks. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got you've got your everyday Joe. Uh-huh. Yeah. The cat you got the casual fans. I thought you he was gonna say humans. You've got <laughs> you've got you've got the geeks and the nerds, but you've also got every letter on the LGBT spectrum. Uh-huh. And you've got a lot of people that are struggling with suicide, you know, with whatever whatever they might be struggling with. Mm-hmm. Their safe place yep. is the anime space. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that yep. because, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, not ashamed to say it. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that the most fundamental thing about being a Christian to me is that you love people because they are people. Mm-hmm. They need to be loved. That's pure and simple. doesn't matter if you agree, disagree with them, with their lifestyle or anything. That's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. What's important is that you love them and respect them because they are a human being. Mm-hmm. And you see that in anime conventions. And I, I just love that. Love that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what inspired me to want to put some on. Yeah, I love that. Um, I know, I can't remember if it was, uh, if it was either Bo Billingsley or it was Kyle A. Bear who had told us, but uh, one of the things that they love about anime conventions is the people that they meet. 
And I can't remember which one it was, but they had said that there was this one scenario where a fan had came up to them and had told them that they were in a dark place and they started watching the anime that they were doing voiceover work in. And like that anime, it really helped them get through that dark period that they were in. And they just wanted to say thank you. And it's just amazing how, like how you were saying, it's just like at the end of the day, it's like, we're all people and it brings like anime, it brings us all together. And like, there's so many different categories of anime out there for everyone. And you can, ju- you can just watch something and it can, it can help motivate you. Like, uh, like one of my favorite animes today is uh, My Hero Academia. And when I started my weight loss journey back in 2018, it's like, you know, I already had the mindset that I wanted to lose weight, but just seeing how motivating this anime was and like seeing all of the different characters, it's what really pushed me to getting to where I needed to be in my fitness journey. And that's just one of the things that I love about anime is that it's something out there for everybody. And I just feel like everybody that does voiceover work, and I'm grateful that we have the opportunity to talk to you and talk to some of the other voice actors and actresses that we've talked to. Like, it's just been an amazing ride and I appreciate everything that you guys do. Mm -hmm. That's very kind of you. Yeah, you're welcome. I will say this. If it weren't for people like you, the fans, uh, we would just look like a bunch of idiots in a booth. (laughs) So kudos to you. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Hey, hey, thank you. We appreciate that. (laughs) You know, uh, also, too, I want to piggyback off of something that you did, Sarah, early on in the interview, because uh, like I had mentioned before, when we had Bo Billingsley up here, he had a similar story where you had said that when you first heard about anime and speaking Japanese, he said the exact same thing. He was like, I don't know Japanese. Like, what is anime? So it's, uh, it's, it's crazy how, you know, back in the 90s, anime was slowly coming over here to the States. And... Uh, you know, we heard these stories of how it was different getting into it back then compared to how it is now, because, you know, most of the people that are in the voice acting community now are, you know, people like us who grew up watching anime. Right. And it's just like we were fans of, you know, watching this stuff. And you just see so many people that want to get into voice acting. I feel like now, would you say that getting into voice acting is a lot easier today than it was back then? Well, um, yes and no. Uh, you know, it's uh, I, so with the internet the way it is. Um, think of it in terms like this: Let's say you're in a band, mm-hmm. okay? And twenty years ago, you were like, "I'm going to play live concerts. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play that." But my ultimate goal is to get a record deal with a company. That's right. that's where you made it right when you got a record deal and then the internet came out and streaming came out mm-hmm. and suddenly it was like you know what you no longer need the record deal because you can produce something on your own and put it out yourself right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but so can everybody else so with regards to voice acting i think what i've seen is that when I started doing this, there weren't a lot of people doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is why people like myself, Lucy Christian, Monica Rial, you know, 
we're credited with doing more roles than anybody else in North America because right, there was right. no, there were just weren't that many people doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Chris Sabat, mm-hmm. superstar. I mean, probably the biggest anime star there is. You know, but he was doing tons of voices. I mean, he did you know Dragon Ball Z, and he did uh, what's his name Vegeta Piccolo, Vegeta, Piccolo Yamcha. But like he did several characters. Probably did 15 characters in that show, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, um, but now uh, you see there's so many people wanting to get into voiceover. And I, when I started doing voiceover in general, mm-hmm. I was doing voiceover to do commercials right. and mm-hmm. narrations and things like that. Now everybody wants to do anime. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? And, but now I understand. Um the other thing, too, is I think a lot of people see uh, they go to conventions and they see anime voice actors and they think, oh, man, they're like huge stars. And, right. You know, the stuff. And that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the, of course, to me, um, the problem with that is, is if that's why you're getting into this, you're doing it for the wrong reason. You need to get into voice acting because you love to voice act, mm-hmm. even if you never do a convention in your life. If you like doing this, you need to do this because this is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was talking to Lucy Christian today. I had her, <clears throat> pardon me, had her at the booth today. And I was, I was talking to her about this. And we were talking about conventions and how much they've changed over the years. And, you know, we would have never dreamed this is what we'd be doing on our weekends, you know. But here we are. And. You know, there's there's a certain level of respect and I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but, you know, we've been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people go, well, I want to do that so I can be at a convention. It's like, well, you know, it took mm-hmm. us 20, took us 20 years to get here. Yeah. So you need to put your priorities where they are. And if you want to be a voice actor, then be a voice actor. The, the convention scene is just the gravy. You know, right. that's not what voice actors all about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's some people that, that, you know, might land a certain role that's huge and they get vaulted into, you know, the convention scene. Um, but if for the most part, it's like, you know, this is something that takes time. Mm-hmm. You have to focus on your career as a voice actor, you know, first. Then the other stuff will come. So Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that uh, because, you know, I'm a professional wrestler and <laughs> I know that there are some guys that uh, kind of like how you were just saying, where it's like they get into it and they think that, oh, I'm going to be at the conventions or I'm going to be doing this. It's like there's guys that, you know, start in the business and they automatically think that they're going to go straight to WWE and they've only been wrestling for a few months. And it's like how you said, it's just like, if you really want to get into something, you should do it because you love it. I feel like, you know, too many people, it's like they come in with high expectations. And then when they don't meet those expectations, they become bitter. They, uh, you know, they start talking, you know, trash about other people and stuff like that, because they're not at where they think that they should be at. And then they see other people are getting these roles and whatnot. Or, uh, you oh, know, I, I, dude, I see that all the time. I see mm-hmm. that all the time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, really? That's, that's, you know, it just, 
you know, this is what acting, I mean, acting in general is, you know, you audition for something, you don't get everything. Mm -hmm. It was explained to me, and this is before anime, but just in general, if you're auditioning, if you get one out of 10 roles you audition for, right, you're doing very well. One out of 10. Hey, we've even heard one out of a hundred on here before. Mm-hmm. So well, that's, I mean, that's, that's worse than baseball. I mean, you know, if you're batting 10% or 100, forget it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get about it. This, you know? <laughs> now the, the difference is the difference is, is one of those roles could be Deku. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you never know when you're going to hit that home run. Right. That's right. But, that's why you always but, keep grinding. But that's, you know, the thing about acting to me has always been this. This is how I've always looked at acting. I'm banging my head against the wall. And I never want to give up because all it was going to take was one more. And the wall down. Right. And I have to believe that. I like that. Even though, even though that wall comes down. And there's another wall on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. But you keep doing it. You keep doing it. You keep doing it because you just never know. And if you don't do it, I mean, it's acting is the epitome of if you don't try it, it won't work. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. it, it's just, and it's tough. It's very hard because mm-hmm. wrought and filled with rejection and people telling you, dude, your beard's too scraggly. Mm-hmm. You were glasses you're too fat you're too short you're too tall you're too thin you're too white you're too black you know all these reasons that we don't get a job any one of which if we were in the corporate world we could sue and be retired right yep and uh but this is the the lot we've chosen and and this is what we got to do you know absolutely and i mean you know you're one of the ogs and this i mean I just remember. What does OG mean? Uh, original gangster. Well, it originally was original gangster, but nowadays I feel like OG just means like just original. One of the first. You're a throwback. Uh, okay. People to okay. do it. That because, was a compliment. You know yes. Yeah, it's a hell For of a sure. compliment. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought because when you said OG, I was like thinking, is that like a goat? <laughs> Like you're an old goat. Mm. Hey, hey, well, they do call some that's people. That's a compliment to too, though. Now yeah, that a, is yeah. that is a compliment. Sure. All right, fair enough. Hey, we fair. all know when when we say something's bad, we mean it's actually good. Right, right. Well, that's no, that's good. only trash. But no, no, you'd be like, you'd be like, dang, that's bad. Yeah, I've never good. said yeah, that's bad, man. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's because you rate everything a nine out of ten. So what's it going? <laughs> hey, I, I can't. Hey, I can't help that I love everything, man. Yeah, but yeah, um, we know. But no, just going back, just being a kid, you know, and really first started getting into anime and and stuff like that and just seeing, you know, the progression that it's made. Like, as fans, we know how big it's gotten because we've been there since it first came over to the States. But as one of, like, the original actors who were doing big projects that were on HBO and on Cartoon Network and those late-night anime shows... You know, you've seen how it's grown from that little niche thing to, like you said, seven seven uh, conventions a week, you know, and, and yeah. it don't stop. It's a huge, huge billion-dollar industry now, and it wasn't that when, you know, I was 10 years old. Uh-huh. No. 
I mean, when Sony buys, when Sony, right. Sony buys Funimation and Crunchyroll. Right. I mean, come on now. For billions. They don't have Marvel. They don't have Star Wars. Right. Yeah. But now they've got anime. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, Not a fight fire with fire. I mean, I guarantee you, animation is just going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not gonna. This we have not, we have not hit our peak by a long shot. Oh yeah, no. Well, one thing I want to touch on real quick is the fact, uh, something that you mentioned earlier, John, in the conversation, is that how it's just growing and growing. And one thing that I point out a lot to uh, Banks or Trav is that there's actual genres to it now. It's not just action. And I right. think that that's that's a sign that it's 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 thriving as an industry because now you have your romance, you have your comedies, and it's just so diverse now. I think it's amazing just yeah. to watch it. <laughs> when people ask me, you know, what is anime? I'm like, I tell them, well, it's it's Japanese animation, and it's everything from Hello Kitty to <laughs> <Yep>. Hello Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and, Everything in between. I mean, it, it's, you know, there's uh, mech shows and there's wrong yep. teenage angst shows. Sports. You know. Sports. Yep. sports for sure. I mean, it's, it's just, it's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Food shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. And it's funny you say mech because I wanted to bring up Neon Genesis. And how crazy is it that, you know, being in the original Neon Genesis and now all a little over 20 years later, you know, he, the, he finally wraps up this series and you come back to play your role. And I just remember being a kid. I, all of us are in the mech, mech anime, you know what I mean? We love that yeah. stuff. So, and it's just, it's finally over. How's that feel? Uh, do you have any attachment to that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I um, took over the role of Gendo from mm-hmm. an actor named Tristan McCavery. Who was the original Gendo? And I took it over, um, and then I did it. I've done Gendo longer than anyone else. I mean, I, right. I you know. But then there's also the the Netflix version that has Ray Chase, right? And Gendo. But to be able to come in and do these movies for Amazon, uh, to redub the first three, and then to do a fourth new one, mm-hmm. it's it was so nice to have that completion. You know, I mean. It's such an iconic series. Mm-hmm. And to be a part of it, number one, was very, you know, humbling. But I just, you know, I just love it. I mean, I, and, you know, I mean, Evangelion, there are colleges that have curriculum about Evangelion. For sure. Yeah, I never knew that. Oh, Yeah. And I mean, it's that iconic and to be a part of that is just so awesome. Um, but I really enjoyed the fact that we were able to kind of wrap it up, mm-hmm. you know, I agree. I mean, frankly, I would have loved to do three more movies, then wrap it up, but that's <laughs> just me as an actor. Um, but you, you'd love to see something, find it, you know, make its final uh, move and, you know, kind of come to fruition, come to completion. Yeah, and it was very, it was very, it wasn't a very emotional experience for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most great endings. You know, when whenever you it's 
I'm, I'm sure it's gratifying at some degree, you know, to see things like you said, come to an end and you wrap mm-hmm. up something. It's just like any project, really. It's just stepping back away from it and realizing that you're finished. You know, that's what you kind of want to some yeah, degree. I, I want one piece. to wrap hey, up, But, right? you know, it you keeps know, killing you. It keeps. Hey. But that, OK, so that's a great point. You know, that's a great point. Um, you know, TV shows, whether they're in America or uh, Japan or whatever, you know, it's a conundrum because it's like our show's successful. Mm-hmm. Why would we stop? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like that answer. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but there also is the chance you're just going to, are y'all familiar with the phrase jump the shark? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh, the fines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sh- I mean, you're like, you've jumped the shark. I mean, then what's the point? Yeah. You know, yeah, we- what made breaking bad so great. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why we don't talk about Walking Dead anymore. Yeah. Well, I was about to bring up the Walking Dead. But yeah, that's what makes, like you said, Breaking Bad is one of the top five greatest television shows. Sopranos, mm-hmm. you know, The yep. Wire. Another, yep. They knew their yeah. run, they told their and story, and they wrote on. Yeah. And that's it. That's how you're supposed to do it. I will tell you another, I will tell you another good, uh, it's not that level uh, of intensity. But watch the show episodes. Hmm. Oh, that's the name of the show, episodes. It's episodes. Okay. My look at it right written, now. It's, I think it's by David Crane who did Friends. Okay. Hmm. And it is, it's it's very funny. It's about a, and which is also it's a great commentary. It's about a British TV writing team mm-hmm. that writes a brilliant show in England, and America comes and poaches it. Oh, The Office. And the yeah, office, the office, yeah. Uh, what's the other one with uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> what's his name? The Chicago South Side, Chicago. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, don't you know. do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> what channel did it come on? It was on. Uh, yeah, great question. <laughs> um, what is the show? Come on! And it took place in Chicago. Is there? They're the horrible family. Oh, oh married um, with children. No, 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 no. no. Shameless. 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 Right. I mean, but Mary with Children took place in Chicago and the family. Yeah, but that didn't come from me. But it wasn't a British show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shameless was. Right. Okay. But anyway, they 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 bring this show over to America, they completely ruin it. Um, Matt LeBlanc is in it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he play he plays Matt LeBlanc. Right. Okay. (laughs) I love it. But but it but it has an ending. It has a you know, yeah. and and I love that, you know. I don't need a show that just goes on forever and ever because I agree. Speaking for a while because you never know, like, oh, they took a left turn instead of a right turn. Mm-hmm. Where's it gonna go? Right. But after a while, you're like, okay, where is this gonna go? Because I'm yeah. getting, you know. So anyway, check it out. But that definitely that's what I loved about uh uh breaking bad and, and whatnot, but um with regards to Evangelion, um, it was just nice to see it all come together. Just like it was nice to see uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. Yeah. Mm, and then, mm-hmm. You know. And Brotherhood's so top five for me. Yeah. Such a great oh, story. Thank yeah. you. Yep. I mean, I didn't create it, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, but I love your character, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hohenheim. Yeah. I love yeah. Hohenheim mm-hmm. and that whole dynamic that you didn't get in the original Full Metal Alchemist. Of course. Alchemist. Yeah, because the original... The original was, uh, it was its own thing, whereas Brotherhood was based off of the manga. And 
yeah, like Brotherhood, like you said, it's one of the it's in definitely in the top ten when it comes to anime. I love how we get in the tour right now. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I feel like we're about to see something special. Kitchen right here. Let's do my kitchen. John, I get to see the great, the great kitchen. Hey, I thought John oh, yeah. was about to show us like a giant Hohenheim statue. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cut out right by his bed that he sleeps Jeez. with every night. <laughs> Yeah, nice. my, my wife makes me look like Owen. I'm <laughs> no, I'm no, uh, something that I wanted to touch on uh, that you had said about like shows, you know, going on forever and not wrapping up. I remember uh, Hugh Jackman when he was playing Wolverine, right. he said that he had had a conversation with Jerry Seinfeld, and Jerry Seinfeld, oh, what's that right there? This is something real good. This is called Bullet, but it's got my, if you see it, Swain Z. That's our family oh, brand. Nice. Oh, oh nice. Hey, hey, th- hey, thanks for pouring us a cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know everybody that's listening, y'all can't see this, but like it literally looks like that John was just like, hey, here you guys go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I was saying, like Hugh Jackman said that Jerry Seinfeld had mentioned. Uh, they wrapped up Seinfeld because right. it's just like you don't want something to continue on going top. on and to the yes. point that people end up getting bored with it. It's better to go out on top instead right. of, you know, you know, letting something like beating a dead horse. And that was the thing with uh, Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine because he had been playing it for, what, like 10 years? I want to yeah, say more, more than that. The first one came out in 2000. Oh, okay, or, so yeah, so he had been playing it for like quite a while, and yeah, Logan. You know, Logan was twenty seventeen. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's and a long he was time. In, then he was in. Uh, uh, what was it? Um, Apocalypse, right? Was yeah, he made a pro- cameo. He made a cameo in that. So, but like that was like his last role as Wolverine. But yeah, I mean, it's just like sometimes it's. It's best to just end things when it's, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. But not when it's not going anywhere, but it's just yeah. like, it's like, what else could Wasn't you have done with, the character? with that character? Right. Yeah. yeah. With that character. Robert Downey Jr. With Iron Man. Same way. Mm-hmm. That's a little, that was a better situation though. Yeah. Like the thing with Robert Downey is it ran. He, did he do that? He did that for less years than Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. Clearly. Yeah. He was, he was Iron it, Man for 10 just, years. Yeah. And it was way, it was just better. I'm yeah. sorry. It's a better story. No, uh, John, sorry. something I wanted to ask you because I know you had mentioned Hohenheim and then you had mentioned your character from Evangelion. Now, you took over the role as Dodoria on Dragon Ball Z. And I know when we interviewed Linda Young, because she originally voiced Frieza, and she had told us when we interviewed her that the reason why they had went with somebody else was because they wanted Frieza to be voiced by a uh, man because that's who he was voiced by in Japan. So how was it taking over the role of Dodori on Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Z Kai? Like, did the original actor, did he not want to return for that role? Or were they just trying to go in a different direction with the show overall? Who was the original actor? Uh, let me look him up real quick. I don't even know. I, I, I don't. That, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know that. I, I know the story of Linda Young and they wanted right. to go with Kai and they went with Chris Ayers and and all that, but I didn't know was there who was the original Dodoria. One thing I do want to say real quick while he's looking that up, 
it's impressive how many voice actors and actresses you know when like we're just talking and you're just rattling off people um it just you know just seems like you don't forget anybody you know what i mean well i mean i've been doing this for 25 something years and and most of the voice actors i've worked with are actors that have been acting for 30 or something years so i mean we all know each other you know we know uh you know i mean it's 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 funny it's it but we're like the old guard. I mean, they're the new uh-huh. actors that don't I like know. that. We're we're oh. the uh, yeah the OG like Travis. Yeah, the OG man. We're the old goats. And uh, sorry, <laughs> Chris Forbes was the original voice actor of the Doria. Oh, I I have no idea why that was recast. Hmm. Um, maybe Chris decided he didn't want to do voiceover anymore. I don't know. Right. Don't know. Hmm. Um, I but it's funny. I'm like y'all know the show Bewitched. Oh, oh yeah. So Dick York was the original Darren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dick Sargent took over the role of Darren when Dick Sargent, when Dick York became too ill to mm, do right. the role. I'm like the Dick Sargent of anime. <laughs> I've, I like that. I've, I've, I mean, I'm not the original Gendo. I'm not the original Hohenheim. Right. You know, it's, it's funny. I am the original Crocodile, and I'm the original All for One. Right. But it's just funny that I'm not even the original in, in uh, One Piece. I play another guy named Gandalf. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not the original that guy. Hmm. Okay. Wow. He died. Hmm. Oh, wow. And they oh, needed somebody to come in. It was like, all right. So it's funny when I, I replace people, you know. Um, but I will say this. Let me, I, I let me touch on this for a minute. You know, sometimes actors get a lot of hate for replacing another actor. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten it, but I know some actors have. Hmm. And I've, I worked on a show recently, um, which I hope you all will check out called Vinland Saga. Yes. It's very good. I've heard about that. And we, we dubbed it. We, I, I directed it. I'm in it. Um, but I helped co-direct it with Kyle Jones, mm-hmm. my best friends. And he's a great director. Um, people go, well, you know, uh, why did you all do that? Like, well, we were asked to, <laughs> I mean, you right. know, and I'm working on a show right now called Kaika Gururi. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it, on uh, Netflix. Correct. Correct. It, it, and okay. it's already dubbed. Right. Okay. Yeah. I have that on my list of uh, things to watch. And it's a great show. It's a great show. And the people that did it on Netflix did a great job. Right. But because of licensing issues, Sentai is doing the home video version. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not an issue of why did you do that? Why did you take that role away from them? Or why did you just like guys, the actors are like pawns. Right. We get caught up in, hey, there's a licensing issue, licensing mm-hmm. it, and we have no control over that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, or whoever it might be didn't want to play ball. Yep. So the company that owns the projects will redub it. You know, um, John. Usually financial issues. But I just, I just, and I, I'll get to your question once. Yeah, man. yep. Yeah, go for it. I just Continue. wanted to want to say, man, a, a lot of actors, man, some, they get a lot of grief on online, on Twitter and sh- and just going, why did you take that role away from so-and-so? And why did you do like, it wasn't a con like 
you know what? You did that, and I'm going to usurp your role. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's guys. There was a. It was a business decision. You know. Yeah. Yep. If you don't take like it, somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like they tried to make it seem like that you just stole this from this I person. Him out the house. Mm-hmm. Right. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, John, I didn't have a question. I just wanted to piggyback off of what you're saying because. You mentioned that, you know, it's it's similar to what goes, you mentioned playing ball, and that's exactly what happens sometimes in sports. When they trade a favorite a favorite player from a team, and it's like, why'd you drop them? And they start giving this grief out, but it is a business at the end of the day, you know, whether it's injuries or whatnot, you know? Multiple reasons why moves are made, and I don't think... That's a great, yep. analogy. That's a great analogy. Yeah, yep. It really is. It's like, you know... You don't know what's going on in the back office. No. You don't know what the decisions are being made. Correct. But they, everyone's, I mean, they're all trying to make money. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, that's a great analogy, man. Thank well you. Well done. done. Thank you, sir. It's your boy Trav from Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, and we have a very special sponsor this week. Professional wrestler, motivational speaker, workout enthusiast, and a soldier to these here United States, Dewan O'Neill has released his very first book, Dear Dominic, which is an open letter to his son to provide a roadmap to life, paired with advice to navigate obstacles to thrive as a minority male in the United States. You can order your copy today on Amazon by searching up Dear Dominic. Two points for me. No, no. So, John, (laughs) I just wanted to ask you, out of all of the projects that you've worked on, what would you say some of your favorite ones are? Well, definitely right now as a director, Finland Saga is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, so, I'm so proud of the work we've done on that show. It, it's getting a just, lot of praise online, too. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. It, it's, it's, it was a labor of love, and we just we really busted our butts on it. And I was so glad to work on that. Um, you know, I'm just really grateful for all the work I've been able to do. Is there's no... I mean, all for one is great, and Lord Death is great, and Taker is great, and Crocodile are great. And I've got five or six characters that I'm kind of, I guess, really known for. Right. Very grateful for that. But you know, I'm I'm grateful for the Soldier Bees and the the Worker Ones and the mm. just random characters. Um, I've I've been able to do this. Um, Who are you talking to? I'm doing an interview. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, <like that. laughs> I but I've just been able to, you know, like I said earlier, you know, this has now consumed my life. I've been able to make a living doing this. And I'm just grateful to God. I'm grateful to the fans. I'm grateful to everyone that I'm able to even do this. I, you know, this is, you know, uh, so actually, I, and I will tell you this too. My favorite role of all time is Kumitetsu from a movie I did called The Boy and the Beast. Oh, I, I was so I was going to bring that up because I have that movie on Blu-ray, and I love that. Me and my daughters absolutely loved it when it came out. So that's Two that's cool that you try. brought it up. I love that movie. I will tell you, I will tell you too. My daughter is so awesome. So the other day, or it was actually a couple of years ago, but the other day, say that, <laughs> I walked into my son's room. He said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm watching anime. And he's watching on his phone. And I go, oh, what are you watching? He goes, Soul Eater. <laughs> I said, oh. 
well, you know, I play Lord Death. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I'm watching the Japanese version. Uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, Dad, I already hear you enough at home. I'm not trying <laughs> yeah, to hear you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So conversely, conversely, uh, when Boy and the Beast came out, um, I took my family to go see the movie. Nice. At the movie because it had a theatrical release. Yes, it did. And uh, we went to the movie theater and, you know, there were 20 or 30 people in the crowd. It wasn't a packed house or anything, but it was nice. And as we're leaving, we're all exiting through the back door into the lobby. My daughter looks up to me and at this time she was probably, she's 14 now. She was probably seven or eight, but she told me my hand and she looks up to me and she goes, daddy. You were so awesome as the voice of the beast. Aww. And everybody around us goes, what? Nani? <laughs> and so I spent the next 30 minutes signing autographs. Nice. And I was like, I turned to my son and I said, that's how it's done. <laughs> yes! Yes! Got him. Watching the Japanese version. Hey, well... To piggyback off of that, I know um, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, he was saying that, like, whenever, because he played Maui and uh, Moana, Moana oh. and he sings the song to his daughter, and his daughter's just like, Daddy, I don't want to hear you sing it. She wants to hear Maui and the movie sing the song, but he's just like, Honey, I'm, I, that's actually me singing. She don't, she don't care about that. She wants to sing. <laughs> she wants and one to thing Maui. we've noticed, it doesn't matter who you are, um, to your kids, you're just Dad. not that cool, I guess. You yeah. know, it don't matter who you are. Uh-huh. Every every now and then, every now and then I'll get a little uh I'll get a little love, you know, like yeah. For dad, I was at school today and I mentioned your name and somebody freaked out and I said, <laughs> Yeah, that's my dad. Does does he use your name to get dates? <laughs> no, no, no. That you but, know of. That yeah, you know, that you know, of. know like of, yeah, he, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you, he could be at a con and be like, yeah, that's my dad. Hey, and that's then, my dad. Yeah, and, then, and, and the girls at the con would be like, oh snap, and yeah, and then they were like, they were like, oh, are you a voice actor too? Oh uh, yeah, I'm a voice actor. You just haven't heard of me yet, but yeah, I I'm play additional actor. roles. Yeah, I do additional the addition. Voices. I do the Waller parts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I will say, uh, my oldest daughter, Olivia is mm-hmm. a voice actor and she's an actor as well. Nice. Oh, um, wow. But she, she's gotten into the voice acting world and she's doing very well. She's very new, but she's doing very well. And she's so much more talented than I am. I'm just oh. so proud of her. So proud of her. Well, shout hey. out to Olivia. Yeah. Shout out to Olivia. And, uh, you know, we're going to reach out to her and we're going to interview her too. So we can keep it all <laughs> in the family. Because up here on you Love Up Benjamin Banks, I say this all the time. We like Olive Garden. We all family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a funny story about Olivia. Can I tell you a funny story about Olivia? Oh, yeah, go ahead. We most certainly all can. So, um, <laughs> Hold on real quick. Is she around right now? No, she's in okay. her apartment. Okay, know. cool. Because because you know, because if she heard you talking, she'd be like, Dad, stop. Well, you oh, know no. no. She's probably baking somewhere. I don't know. So, sorry, can I say that on your podcast? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> she, uh, hey, hey, we knew what you wore the deadhead shirt. We knew what this was when you uh, were right, right, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get real, man. Let's <laughs> get real. You got a Grateful Dead guy here. <laughs> so, 
when she turned, I'll try to make this quick, but when she turned 21, her mom and I wanted to be the first people to buy her her first legal drink. Right. Now, we knew we knew she drank, you know, and you know, it's college, right? Mm-hmm. So she and her boyfriend show up and her mom and I are at this bar. We've been there since 1030 at night because we're going to do the drink at midnight. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be the le- literally the first legal drink. Nice. Yes. We're at this bar. I mean, her mom and I are just like, what the F are we doing here? This is- <laughs> we're falling asleep at the table. You know, they finally, she and her boyfriend finally show up and she's like, I don't know what I want. I don't know. And I'm like, I could tell she doesn't want to, she wants to be grown up. She doesn't want to do like, I'll take a vodka and diet Coke, you know, like they probably drink at their apartment, you know? So she's like, I don't know what I want. I said, well, just let the waitress bring you something. She'll bring you a special drink. And I turned to her boyfriend who had just turned 21. I said, and what do you want to drink, Christian? He goes, I'll just have a beer. I said, okay. Well, they've got about 50 beers on tap. What do you want? And he turns to the waitress and he goes, what's your best beer? Oh. I was like, dude, did you really just say that? That is that is such Bush League. That's amateur hour. I mean, your best beer, really? So I said, bring him what I'm drinking. I'm having a, a Yellow Rose IPA. Uh-huh. Okay. So <laughs> a week later, we're having a party in our house. Some friends are in from out of town. And we're sitting on the back porch and we're having a grand old time. <laughs> and I tell my daughter, I get on my phone and I'm like, we're, we're running out of whiskey. So I tell my daughter, I text her and I said, hey, because you can, pick me up some Jameson's and wild turkey. And I'll pay you when you get here. Oh, also, your mom needs limes. She texts back, okay, can do. Oh, <laughs> About 30 minutes later, she calls up. She's like, hey, dad, it's me, Olivia. Listen, uh, I'm at the lip. Uh, no, she goes, I forgot to get the wild turkey. <laughs> I said, oh, well, that's okay. Did you get the Jamesons? And she went, yeah. Well, I'm still at the liquor store. I said, well, go ahead and get the wild turkey. And she went, oh, God. I can't. I already left the grocery store. <laughs> uh, I knew exactly you what thought he was she was going. talking about turkey. That. Yeah, she thought, thought you were talking about turkey. Like a jelly meat or something. <laughs> <laughs> you should have sent her on a wild goose chase. I I would have sent her. Oh well, you're waiting. She would have been looking for. I mean, I, I could have said I need you to pick up some gray goose. She may have thought I'm looking for your goose, your gray <laughs> goose. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that Lord. reminds me of uh, so this dad. Ooh. He had sent his daughter into the advanced auto and told her to go look for blinker fluid. Mm-hmm. And she went in there and she was just like, dad, like they keep on saying that they don't have blinker fluid. And she and he's just like, yeah, just keep asking them. And then she found out that there's no such thing as blinker fluid. But mm-hmm. it's just it's funny when it's like you're a kid and. As a parent, you tell your kids to go look for something. And huh? like your daughter, she thought that you were actually talking about a turkey, a wild oh. turkey. That yeah. Is- it's like it's like she went up to the deli and went, I see you've got oven roasted, smoked. <laughs> Do you have any wild turkey? Wild. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. 
but you know, I love that. I love that. Just that innocence of, you know, cause when they hit 21, man, I don't, I don't know how old you guys are, but when kids hit 21, they just have this moment of like, I am now a freaking adult. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. You're a freaking stupid adult is what you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nah, I agree, man. Uh, so I wanted to ask you this um, because I see that you're uh, children's author. You have your own book out called Jungle Bird. It's uh, something that you and Mike advance at work yes. on. And, you know, pretty, pretty much it's to, you know, teach children the love of reading. So, you know, what, what led to you wanting to create your own children's book? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, I'm not sure what made me want to create it, but um, I do know when I started to create it, it was very important for me to create something like a book itself that wasn't, uh, I mean, we've got it in downloadable versions and you can hear an audio version and stuff like that. But I really, 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 really felt that it was important for a child to hold a book, to physically hold a book. Absolutely. And that's just such a base, fundamental thing. But that, that was what was important to me. And mm-hmm. so um, we did that and we created it. And I'm very proud of it. It turned out beautifully. Um, it's been a labor of love. We've got another book in the works. Truthfully, I haven't been able to devote as much time as I'd like to, to market it and stuff like that, but it's still just a labor of love. And I, I, I'm, you know, there's nothing, uh, I mean, you guys are all young and I don't know if you have families, but you know, there's nothing to replace, uh, having a child sit in your lap with a book and read the book to them. And, and let them experience the physicalness sure. of the book, the, the pages, the, you know, sometimes they rip them, you know, <laughs> but, but just the, to experience those physiological uh, realities that are, you know, touching the book and opening and stuff like that, you know, um, you know, we, we live in a world, man, that is growing so fast and rolling over on itself with technology. And it was just important to me to create something that is kind of going back the other way Yeah. Uh, to here's a book, read a book, you know, learn from a book. You can do the other things. That's great. But, but don't forget the book, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's why I created that. And that's why I did that. I that's like awesome. that you said that, you know, about actually having the book in your hand. I mean, because, yeah, it's like, you know, we do live in this digital age where you can read whatever you want to read on your phone. But just the magic of being a kid and actually holding a book and looking at the pictures in the book. And I remember being a kid and like seeing like cool pictures in books and taking a piece of uh, tracing paper. And then, oh, yeah. like, you know, tracing over the characters in the book and whatnot. And, you know, I love that you said that, like, just the joy of actually, like, holding that book in your hand. Well, and in our book, too, we've got a nice page. There's one page where you can um, 
draw your own stories. Nice. Nice. I like that. That's awesome. And there's word puzzles and things like that. So, you know, it's just, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed to say that I haven't been able to devote as much time to this as I wanted. Mm-hmm. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm like, look, we got the book. It's out there. And um, we're going to do another one. And if it takes another 10 years for it to be popular, I don't care. It's I just I love doing it. I, I think it's important. And um, that won't change. So I'm 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 very very proud of that. And I really appreciate you all bringing it up. Uh, that's very nice of you. Hey, oh, yeah, you're welcome. What do hey, we do, we do our research here. Yeah, that's right. We, we do, do our hey, research. We do our research. And <laughs> everybody that we bring up here, it's just like they're always surprised. Like when we bring up something, they'd be like, wow. Like it's like they didn't just bring me up here to talk about anime. So yeah, that's what we so, do. All right. So your research, let me ask you this. That I don't know. I guess you got a screen behind you that's flapping images of my character images (laughs) yeah the slideshow Uh uh-huh do you know do you know where the hat comes from the one with the hat no i saw that image online and i I thought it was cool but you could tell us the story about it it's one of my favorite pictures of all um it came from when my wife and i went to england Mm -hmm. and we were in york Mm. and in york there's a town or an area called the uh hang on one second dina <laughs> yes <laughs> following a friend using the lifeline ah use the lifeline hey dina <laughs> what is the uh, place in york called the place in york with all the oh lord the shambles <laughs> <laughs> the shambles. <laughs> nice. I like this name too. It's called the shambles, and it is a um, it's an old street, and all the buildings they almost at the top they 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 it's like there's a street, and then the buildings come in closer and closer mm. as you go up, and at the top they almost touch each other. Wow. Mm. But it's it's a throwback to the you know Elizabethan area. Mm-hmm. Anyway, pretty awesome. I was in a shop in the shambles and I put that hat on and I thought nice. it looked funny. Now, why is it called the shambles? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm just I, saying it's a cool name. I feel it like is. it has to have some sort of story behind well, it. Well, I'm sure it does. I have, I have no idea what that story is. So. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were about to get up and go ask your wife again. Like, hey, honey, do you know why it's called the shambles? <laughs> why it's called the shambles? I don't think she does. <laughs> She's an Anglophile, but I don't think she knows that. Right. <laughs> so, John, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, whenever you're not behind the mic or doing stuff with the cons and everything, like, what are some of your hobbies that you're into? Well, I like to play guitar. That's right. Okay. I really right. I really don't have a whole lot of hobbies, man. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm so daggum busy. I never have a time to do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an awesome hobby for one. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's one. What uh, playing the guitar or being busy? Both. Hey. I like that. I, I, hey, being busy, being busy is a trick to saving you money. D, that is true. D, Not all see, the time, though. You see, this man had to somehow weasel his way into yeah, his slideshow. We yeah. did you uh-huh. see this? Yep. Oh, this oh, you saw the picture? Of course, yeah, of course this guy. Of course. 
Of course. Like, why? Well, I mean, hey, if you guys were at the con, y'all could have been in the picture too. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to be in your picture. First off, I'm good. Hey, I, I mean, I, I got video. You know what I'm saying, Trav? Yeah, we don't want to be in your fine. picture. We want our yeah. own picture. <laughs> I mean, well, y'all could if y'all would have came to the con, then y'all could have got a picture. I where, where, you, where were y'all at? That that was a great show. That show in West Virginia was a great show. Well, this one was in Virginia, Virginia. Are you are you talking about superstar anime, John? In in West Vir- or in uh, Virginia Beach? Yeah, yeah Virginia. Virginia yeah, that was just Virginia. Yeah, yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, I had a fun time. That was a. Uh, my first con in Virginia since the pandemic. I know we, me and D, we ended up going to Greenville, North Carolina to a con that they had there, which was awesome. And, uh, but no, yeah, the superstar anime, like that was a fun con. Like I had a fun time there taking pictures of everybody in cosplay and putting them on our page and whatnot. And then mm-hmm. meeting you and meeting N Sinclair, who uh, I'm still trying to get up here on the podcast. Cause he said he was down to come on too. And uh I'm hoping that we can get them up here soon as well. Um, I, I I got one random question before D takes it away and wraps this thing up. Mm. Um, how do we feel about Dead and Company versus Grateful Dead? I'm assuming you've seen them live with John Mayer. I'm a huge John Mayer fan. Um, you know, they just wrapped up their new Dead and Company tour. Um, no, they haven't. Oh, it's not over yet. Oh, no. In fact, I'm going to go see them in October. There we go. How, how do you mm. feel about how you feel about John, you know, playing lead on that singing? I think John Mayer is fantastic. fantastic. I, I love John Mayer. Um, uh, Dead and Company is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grateful Dead were amazing. Uh, Dead and Company are amazing. One of the great things about the Grateful Dead is, is if you if you really get into it, is how many things have been offshoots of the Grateful Dead. Uh, one of the most amazing bands I've ever seen is a band called uh, Joe Russo's Almost Dead. Mm. They interpret Grateful Dead songs like nobody I've ever seen. It is unbelievably good. But um, I love Dead and Company. I, I uh, as a matter of fact, um, I went to go see, uh, I was on my way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Settle in, folks. There's a bit of a story. I was doing a family vacation in the Northeast in Massachusetts. And uh, this is in 2016, 2015, I can't remember. I got invited to a convention in Chicago, and we were up in Boston. Well, I left my family. It was a two-week vacation. I left my family mid mid vacation i said i'm gonna go do this convention in chicago you stay with our friends here in in the boston area or the uh massachusetts area and i'll be back and so i flew from hartford connecticut to chicago while i was at the airport in hartford waiting for my flight i get a text going hey I've got one extra ticket to the Fair Thee Well show at Soldier Field for the Grateful Dead. Wow. Mm. Who's going to be there? And, of course, I immediately text back, I'm going to be there. (laughs) I will take it. So I get to Chicago, and I tell the convention, hey, I know I'm here for you guys. 
but I need you to cancel everything from five o'clock on Friday on because I'm not going to be here. I'm going down <laughs> to Soldier Field. And they said, okay, not a problem. We'll reschedule it for the next day. And I went down and I did the dead show. So that was great. Awesome. So then the Grateful Dead says, we're no longer the Grateful Dead, but now we're going to tour as Dead and Company with John Mayer mm-hmm. and Teal Burbage and Jeff Clementi. And um, my friend, my best friend in the world, Kim Stoner was his name. <laughs> what a... What a great name to have. Oh, yeah. Great name. <laughs> and, and, and the best guy ever. He could not make it up to the Chicago show. So uh, his wife says, well, I'm going to buy you tickets to go see Dead and Company, you know, and you and I are going to go see Dead and Company in Alpine Valley in Wisconsin the next year. So the next year rolls around and... Uh, <laughs> I'm actually sitting on the toilet (laughs) and my phone rings (laughs) and I'm like, hello. And it's my friend, Kim. And he goes, Hey buddy, what you doing? I go, well, you don't want to know that, but uh, what's going on? He goes, well, listen, um, I'm calling. And I went, Oh, Hey, how did your trip to Denton company? Did you enjoy it? And he went, well, that's why I'm calling you. I said, okay, what's up? He goes, well, uh, it's this coming weekend. This is on a Monday. He goes, it's this coming weekend. And Tracy, his wife, can't make it. So I need you to get on a plane and get up to Wisconsin. And he lived in Florida. Wow. We're going to meet in Wisconsin. We're going to go to the shows. And I was like, dude, you picked the worst weekend ever. I've got plans with my family. I've, you know, and he goes, well, break them. <laughs> I said, dude, dude, break them. you know, my wife, you know what this entails? And he goes, yeah, I do break it. So anyway, that day I tell my wife, I said, look, here's the situation. I know we've got, <laughs> I know we've got plans with our family in Dallas our friends in Dallas, but this has come up and she goes, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'd really like to go to the great, the dead and company shows. And she's like, you're going to go, you're looking for a better thing. Aren't you? And I said, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Looking for a better deal. And she said, well, you got to call our friends and you got to tell them what's going on. I said, fine. And I called them. And it was a very unpleasant conversation. And I had to say, guys, I've got this opportunity and I'm going to do it. So I did it. <laughs> and I flew up because he had a plane ticket. He had concert tickets and everything. Hotel. Yeah. Actually, when I mean a hotel, it was a bed and breakfast. So we get up there. We have the absolute best time ever, ever. It was so amazing. And we had seen many dead shows together. And this was recreating that. I mean, we met people. We we hung out with people. It was just an amazing experience. And I got home and my wife was pissed. 
<laughs> I, I figured she I figured she would be. And I just said, well, I'm sorry, because I had an amazing time. And then a year later, my friend, Kim, who I went with, was dead from cancer. Oh, wow. I didn't see this ending coming. Yeah, I didn't and, see that. And either. I will tell you that my wife said to me, she said, I'm so sorry I ever challenged you on that. You, you know, guys, this is our only life. This is it. Mm-hmm. Take every opportunity you can. Absolutely every opportunity you can, because you just don't know. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to end on such a, a downer note, but it's not a downer note. It's an upper note. Right. Take those, take those opportunities, brother. Take them. When they present themselves, take them. No one is ever going to say, well, at least he didn't do those stupid things. Right. Do the stupid yeah. things. <laughs> do them all. I like that. Anyway, so all of that, all of that is to say, I love John Mayer uh, with Dead and Company. I will say this. They do play <laughs> things a lot slower. Right. And that is a little, <sighs> Okay. We're going to take five minutes to play. Well, in the Grateful Dead, it's like I was going to say, like fifteen minutes, minutes to play a fifteen-minute song. <laughs> it's it's just it's a lot slower, but you know what? It's all good because at the end of the day, it's it's about the music, but it's also about the whole scene, the vibe, and that's what I love. And again, mm-hmm. that goes back to what I was saying about comparing Grateful Dead shows to anime conventions. It's about the scene. You know, and everyone there is there to have fun. Yeah, it's a little slower. Mm-hmm. So what? You know, just enjoy it. You know, have fun. I like that for sure. Yeah, no, I I think that those are uh, wise words to live by. It's just like you know, you should always take your chances and just have a good old time because, old like time. you said, it's like you only live once, and you never know where. Uh, you never know what you're gonna miss out on if you don't take That's that right. Shot. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. So D, the floor right. is yours. I'm passing the ball mm, to I'm you. here. As time that as your favorite. Now question. I do want to add one small one on top. I don't want to go off too far. Um, but I wanted to get your opinion. I just started listening to a new old band this year, and that is Iron Maiden. I wanted to get your opinion on them. And them not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, correct, Trav? They are not inducted. They that uh, correct. They got slighted this year. Uh, mm. John, what are your thoughts on Iron Maiden? I am not a big uh, heavy metal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Iron Maiden deserves a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. um, and they'll get there. Absolutely. Yeah. I did not yeah. know they had as many albums as they had. Yeah, they just dropped a new one. Yep. Yeah, I know, and it's sweet. Yeah. It's fire, and, it's, and another one. So it's just and it's, interesting, and, you know. It's one of those things too. It's like, um, it's it's funny to me, uh, like listening to Houston radio, mm-hmm. and you know, you're like, it's classic rock, and you're like listening to things, and like when I when classic rock started, mm-hmm. it was all about the '60s and '70s. Right. Now I'm hearing stuff from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. but but technically, it's classic rock. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it is yeah. very weird. Yeah. And and when you look at a band like Iron Maiden, I was never a big Iron Maiden fan. Mm-hmm. But they've been playing for like 40 years. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that that's, stuck out. that's not something that's, you know, not easy to be to taken do. lightly. Ah, and Bruce Dickerson's one of the greatest to ever live. Yeah, I just thought it was... um. It was interesting, and we had talked and dabbled about, you know, your favorite band of all time. So I figured I would slide that in there. Um, but I do want to give you my favorite two questions. All right. Um, lay them on me. All right. Your fir- the first question is, growing up, did you have a favorite 80s or 90s movie? Or in your case, 70s or 80s? <laughs> Wait, easy, easy. Easy. easy that's easy that's easy I okay say, i can tell you my two favorite movies of all time go for it jaws mm. nice. classic mm. go apocalypse, apocalypse now dude both and they both mm. still hold up mm. to this day fire look at banks over there he don't even know what apocalypse now is. <laughs> <laughs> no i've been i've been told about it but yeah no, I jaws. oh my god dude god, i know, I know really, it's a part of uh you shouldn't even be on this podcast <laughs> anymore that's right. He got shot mad. <laughs> what a good night. Now, uh, John, the second question, this may be the same answer, but um, growing up, did you have a movie, something, a movie, commercial TV show that kind of scared you and stuck with you? Jaws. Growing up. John, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that what you're saying. Terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah, it may be yeah, the same good. answer. Great answer. Yeah. Shout out to John Williams. Greatest yes, composer sir. ever. Hey, Greatest man. composer ever. Hell of a movie. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said like the next the next shark movie that scared me like Jaws was a uh, Deep Blue Sea, especially when when the shark came up and got Samuel Jackson. When, Just, when I don't think it's carried, you know. No. Jaws was they, you know, he was out there eating kids, yeah. man. Yeah. Now I love sharks. I I love sharks. I love Deep Blue Sea. I love. I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's a lot of CG and it's correct. You know, like okay, really. Yes. The shark jumps in Oz was and like, um, eats him right there. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, that was scary yeah. as a kid. Wow. Okay, really? Yeah. But dude, you know, one of the reasons that Jaws was so good is because they didn't show the shark for the first forty minutes. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The buildup. They also I mean, used like, what's going on here? Too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's going on? And you think about it when you're in the ocean. I don't care where you are. If you're in the Caribbean or whatever, people's fear about the ocean is. I don't know what's swimming around below me. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, Jaws is far and away my favorite movie. It's also got one of my... Well, but Apocalypse Now and Jaws are my two favorite movies, but I can't tell you which is number one. Right. They, they have... And then, and then after that, I would tell you my number three movie is No Country for Old Men. Oh, such hmm. a great film. Yes. Another one. Hey, and-, and then after that... I'm not even sure I can say this. In my top five mm-hmm. is Team America. Oh, I love T- Team mm. America. Throwback. Yeah, that is. <laughs> no, I was going to say the Cohen brothers have a new one coming out. Uh, the Fall of Macbeth with Denzel Washington coming out in, in December. Well, and I heard Trey Parker and Matt Stone are going to do another puppet movie. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it's been a minute. Like, what, Team America a came out ago. what? Two thousand one. Oh, yeah, I've never yeah. laughed life. What a movie! Hilarious. Well, John, I mean, you yeah. giving us your top four. What's what's number five? You got to finish it out. Uh oh, here we go. Bag of tricks. Blazing saddles. 
Mm, oh, okay. Classic mm, comedy. That's a mm-hmm. classic. Classic. That is a classic. Old Mel Brooks. I feel like I feel like when it comes to Mel Brooks movies, it's like everybody has a favorite sure. that they can pick from. Like mine will always be Robin <laughs> well, Hood. Men I, I was going to say Mel Brooks is remaking Blazing Saddles, but an animation. An animation oh, wow. version of it. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, okay. Day. Yeah, yeah, so, I did hear about you that. You know, I, I, I think to me, one of the things about Blazing Saddles that I love is that, you know, people are like, I mean, I love Holy Grail. Uh-huh. Um, Monty Python I love. But one of the things about Blazing Saddles that I love is that people are like, oh, you could never make that movie today. And, you know, anybody that watches Blazing Saddles and thinks... Oh, you can't. How could you say that? The sheriff is a near, you know. Yeah. Do you not understand the satire involved here? This is not, this is, these are people that absolutely respected and loved all races. They are making fun of the stupidity of America. Especially in Hollywood. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's 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 so frustrating to me that you're like, well, you could never make a movie like that. And it's like, come on, everybody's man. too sensitive nowadays. I, I was gonna say, Gene Wilder. They, they say the same thing right. about the office. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're like, you could, yeah, like like I think Steve Carell was like, the office wouldn't be able to work in today's world because it would have been canceled after the first episode. Right. Right. And it's just so frustrating to me that the the people can't. I don't know. It's just. I mean, I, you know, I'm look, I'm a white dude, right? I'm the most privileged person on the face of the fucking earth. But I'm like, no, do you not really understand that there's satire here? And mm-hmm. there's, we know mm-hmm. we respect these people. We respect anybody. We respect everybody. And we're making fun of ourselves. And we're making fun of, you know, the stupidity that we are. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, That's how it goes. Yeah. It's yeah. like, come on now. Well, nah, you gotta wait. We're gonna have to wait. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait about 10, 15 years for people to stop being so sensitive. It's yeah, like they're they're partly ruining like people with comedic senses in general. And it's just it's sad yeah. to see. Like Dave, we're lucky we got Dave Chappelle. We barely we barely beat, yeah, that's what we beat about the curve with that show. And that's a hilarious show. Hey, they but they still trying I to cancel it. them though. I mean, it's just, you know. <laughs> If you don't like what somebody's, you know, if you don't like what some a comedian's style, then don't watch them. Don't listen to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh-huh. Banks, take us out of here, man. Yeah, we go ahead and wrap this thing up. John, thank you so much for joining us up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. It was truly an honor to yes, talk with you and uh, listen to your stories and hear some solid advice. So before we let you go, let everybody in social media land know where they can find you at. Right here in my chair. <laughs> nice. I love that answer. Playing the guitar. That's yeah. right. Find me at, uh, on social media. I, I'm terrible with social media. So, uh, but uh, at Swap Monster uh, on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, John Swayze, or the voices of John Swayze on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think John Dash Swayze or something. At, <laughs> what's the other one? Uh, Instagram. 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 Thank you. Instagram. That's how bad yeah, I am. That's right. Tell them about <laughs> okay. the TikTok. Hey, you know what? But that's okay, man. I don't hey, really tell care. them about the MySpace. What I really want people to do is go, go to jungleberg.com jungleberg.com That's right. There you go. Buy the book. Try and check out John's it. TikTok mm-hmm. where he's doing all the latest dances. <laughs> oh, and uh, one other thing, too. Uh, 
plug, plug the voiceover classes too. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm not really doing voiceover classes anymore. I don't mm. have time. Mm. Um, I've done your research, man. They call me, and I'm. Uh oh, I gotta. I'm. I'm so daggum busy. I don't have time. It's negative two for banks, by the way. <laughs> Trav, nah, try, I've been, I've been tra- Trav's night. lead right now. I hate to say it. <laughs> oh God! Hey. Hey, at least you give the man some props. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you tonight. I'll give it to you tonight. But yeah, John, again, thank you so much for joining us up here. Absolutely. Uh, We really appreciate it. OG, old goat. Guys. Holy. Another one in the bag. Hey, my God. Hey, were y'all getting easy. Incredible. Incredible. (laughs) Hey. I was waiting for it, man. I was like, where's Trap going with this? All I'm going to say is that I love... I love having the OG voice yes, actors sir. and actresses up here. Bo Billingsley vibes for sure. Yeah, Bo definitely Very. Bo Billingsley vibes. And you know, even though he's not a voice actor, uh, when we have author Bradley Harper up here, you know, like they're just so full yep. with all these amazing stories and whatnot, man. And that's what it's about, you know, though, man. When you, exactly. you know, when you when you uh, stack these years up, you know, and you can go back and tell all these cool stories. That's what I think. It's about, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's not where you start the journey, it's where you finish. Bro, his ability to remember names, yeah. too. Naming yep. all these people in the yep. community. Just and... like Santa remembers all the kids. <laughs> or as we would say, Bradley Harper. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. So with that being said, thank you everybody for listening to this week's new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. We appreciate you and all that other good stuff. And let's go ahead and round this out. So, Traya, let everybody in social media land know where they can find you at. Hey, that's right, man. There's there's a couple places you can find your boy. One, the Instagram, at CK Audio. Two, on the Twitter, at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-Z-K. Mm-hmm. And, of course, your boy is also on Letterboxd. So, come check out those reviews, baby. And, D, take it away. Ah, <sighs> You can find me, rebellious, double underscore D23, Instagram, dot com. Mm-hmm. And Banks, hey, they're looking for another hero. Where can they find you? Hey, you can find me at Hero Benjamin Banks at King Benji underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. Make sure that you follow all of the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks social media accounts at Leveling Up Banks. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure that uh, if you are feeling generous and would love to donate to us, we do have a Patreon. It is at Leveling Up Banks. Mm -hmm. Thank you to all of our patrons who donate to us because you do help keep the socks on our feet. Also, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks where we have interviews, reviews, reaction videos, like all that good stuff on our YouTube channel. And uh, the more subscribers that we get up there, uh, the better it is for us. Hey, we almost have 400 videos, bro. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. And And we got a lot of videos up there. uh, And another one. Pinkies up. Stay positive. We'll see you next time on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Peace.